啊，所以师傅半开玩笑对我说：“我们结婚那么久，我都还没送给他一个这么漂亮的钻戒。” My wife has children and said to me, "We've been married for so long. How come you never gave me something like this?" 我问我的儿子：“这钻戒一定是很贵，你怎么有那么多钱？” I asked my son, "How do you manage to afford such an expensive ring?" And he replied, "He used some of his savings. He covered the rest with his savings. He planned to pay it off gradually." Brothers and sisters, I believe you would agree that when you truly love your son, you're willing to give everything you have in exchange for what's the best for them. Do you agree? First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 3 to 5 says, "Moreover, in addition to what I have provided for the holy house, I have a treasure of my own gold and silver, and that because of my devotion to the house of my God." I give it to the house of my God, three thousand talents of gold of the golden offering, and seven talents of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the house. So, reading verse three, did you notice David emphasized his devotion to the house of his God? He shows that he had a very intimate relationship with God. He deeply desired to be near Him and in His presence, to worship His glory in the house of God. Now notice what David said. In addition to what he had provided for the holy house, he also offered the gold and silver and the treasures of his own. Did you notice something special in this verse? It tells us David offered the gold and silver of his own treasury in addition to what he had already provided. What does that mean? Given that David was the king of Israel, technically the entire nation's treasure belonged to David. All the resources are at his disposal. So why would David offer gold and silver of his own? Some Old Testament scholars suggest that the gold and silver David offered was his emergency fund set aside for crisis situations. In other words. It's the money David would need if someone were to conspire against him and try to kill him, and he would have to escape in haste. I believe that in our generation, there are many people who have a 
believe many among us, especially first-generation immigrants, have a strong risk version and sense of preparedness. We would set aside enough savings for emergency needs. Unless absolutely necessary, we won't tap into the savings. However, the Bible tells us that David was willing to sacrifice his emergency funds for God's temple. It gives us. It gives us a glimpse of how deep David's love for God was. As mentioned earlier, because David was a warrior. Having shed much blood, God did not allow David to build a temple. I can only imagine the frustration and hurt David experienced from God's rejection. If I were David, I would certainly be upset and feel sorely disappointed given how much I but the Bible tells us David did not respond in this way. We can learn that God wouldn't let him build the temple, he went all out to prepare everything needed for future construction of the temple. Even offering his personal savings, which he had set aside for life threatening emergencies. Brothers and sisters, it is evident that David loved God with all his heart and was willing to give all his possessions to glorify God. This is also why God praised God and called him a man after his heart and pleasing to him. Dear brothers and sisters, let us ask ourselves, are we like David, wholeheartedly loving God? Today, our church, which is God's house, is working towards expanding our ministries by To acquire land for a new building, we still need 1.3 million to reach the goal. We would need all of your help. Do you love our spiritual home? If yes, will you please follow David's example of loving God wholeheartedly? By taking the action to contribute. So that the mattress firm purchase and renovation project. 
to be successfully completed, allowing us to move forward with our church's mission and vision. Second, David had a heart of sincere gratitude. The Bible tells us that besides being a person who wholeheartedly loved God, David was also someone who truly knew how to be grateful. As mentioned earlier, before David was chosen by God to be the king of Israel, he was merely a young shepherd tending his father's sheep in the field. But God blessed him and transformed him into a king of a nation. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8 to 9, the prophet Nathan said to David, Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. Therefore, David was overflowing with gratitude, recalling the remarkable favor God had shown him in the past. He expressed his thankfulness by taking concrete action, such as planning to build the temple for God and praising and worshiping Him. Just as in verse 13 to 13, 10 to 13, David blessed the Lord in front of all the assembly, praising God's greatness, majesty, power, and his wonderful deeds. So much so that a lowly shepherd like him could be exalted and become the king of Israel. Therefore, David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hands are power and might, and in your hands it is to it is to make great and give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. Then in verse 14 to 16, David clearly stated that not only was his position as the king of Israel granted by God. But all the resources and wealth he possessed were also gifts from the Lord. David knew that the days of his sojourning on the earth were short. Quickly fleeting like shadow, 
，因此他抓住机会，对神宣布，给予他的乐意，把他拿出来建造神的殿，表达对神的感恩跟颂赞。Therefore, he took hold of the opportunity and willingly offered what God had blessed him with for the temple construction, as his gratitude and praise for God. 所以十四到十六节这样说。As the Bible says, but who am I? And what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given, have we given you? For we are strangers before you and sojourners, as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like shadows, and there is no abiding. O Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own. 大卫历经人生许多的曲折起伏。David's life was marked by dramatic shifts. 他从野地的牧羊人到成为以色列君王，在宫中享受丰盛安逸的生活。From being a shepherd boy tending to his father's sheep in the wilderness to ascending to the throne as the king of Israel. 他明白一切所拥有，包括王位、权势、财富，全是神给的。David never lost sight of the fact that everything he had, whether it was in kingship, power, or wealth, was ultimately a gift from God. He carried a deep sense of gratitude and responded. By offering his resource to build God's temple, a place that will be dedicated to honoring God's glory and His great name. Dear brothers and sisters, our lives, especially as first-generation immigrants, including your parents, have been marked. Have been marked by struggles when we first came to the U.S. It could be said that we started from scratch, but now we not only lack nothing, but we have abundance of blessings. However, do we have a heart of gratitude towards God like David did? Are we responding to His grace with practical action? 第三，从这段经文的里面，我们看见大卫是一个乐意侍奉神的人。The third point, David served zealously. 在五到九节，大卫对聚集的群众这样说。Look at verses five b to nine. David said to the assembly, "Now, who is willing to consecrate themselves to the Lord today? Then the leaders of families, the the officers of the tribes of Israel." The commanders of the house thousands and commanders of hundreds, and the officials officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. They gave toward the God, work on the temple of God five thousand talents and ten thousand darics of gold, ten thousand talents of silver, eighteen thousand talents of bronze, and a hundred thousand talents of iron. Anyone who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jehiel. The Gershonites. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. From here, we 
From these verses, we see that David was the primary driver behind the construction of God's temple. Not only did he set an example by sparing no effort to raise the necessary funds and materials. He also led by motivating the leaders of the various tribes of Israel and set, and set an example among the people. These leaders were moved by God's love, by David's love for God and his zealous service. In turn, they also offered what they had to God. When the Israelites saw that their leaders shared the same heart and vision, they were joyful and united in their dedication to contribute to the construction of the temple. If we read the entire book of First Chronicles, you'll find that you'll find that chapter 11 to 21 primarily focused on the early days of David's rule over Israel and his history of warfare with other nations. However, starting from chapter 22 and continuing until the end of chapter 21, the text exclusively records the course of David's preparation to build a temple for God. After David had defeated the surrounding nations and brought stability to the kingdom, he transitioned from being a valiant warrior to serving as the chief architect of the temple construction. He not only designed the blueprints for the temple, but also actively recruited Levitical priests and sought talent for various temple services. He single-mindedly aimed to build a temple for God that would be perfect in every way, seeking to please Him and manifest His greatness, honor, and glory. Therefore, in Acts chapter 13, verse 36, the Apostle Paul reflects on the service of David and concludes, For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid with his fathers. David's lifelong reverence for God, wholehearted love for God, sincere gratitude, and his zeal to serve all made God remember him as one to align with his heart and follow his will. Dear brothers and sisters, not 
one of you can achieve the remarkable accomplishment and impact on a nation or society like President Mandela, Mother Teresa, or Queen Elizabeth. However, today, like David, each one of us has the opportunity to be remembered by God before His throne as one who aligns with His will. All we need to do is to wholeheartedly love the Lord, show our gratitude, willingly serve, remain wholly dedicated, and work together in unity in God's work, doing our best to build a beautiful body of Christ. Forty-eight years ago, in 1975, a group of young Christians from Hong Kong and Taiwan came to Houston for school or work. They were inspired by God's calling and started Houston Chinese Church. They fellowship together, worship together, and share the gospel with their non-Christian friends. In 1978, with faith, they purchased the three acres of land where our congregation meets today. The construction of the church building began in 1981. The church started to grow rapidly, and the number of people coming to faith continued to increase. By 1987, the church building already ran out of space, so the members embarked on an expansion project, which became our current worship building. As we all know, at the time, the economic recession and high employment rate was affecting everyone. But the church members relied on the Lord, worked together in unity and courage to build HCC. And God also profoundly supplied and allowed the expansion to be a success. From then until now, over the course of 48 years, more than 2,000 people have come to faith and been baptized in this church. I believe that's something the founding members could never have foreseen. Their past endeavors and sacrifices have brought many non-believers and also nurtured and renewed many believers' lives. Today, as HCC approaches its 50th year anniversary. God has given us a more specific and grand vision. It calls us to continue serving future generations on this land, meeting the needs of various age groups, sharing the gospel with the unreached faith group. 
to fulfill this new vision and mission. We believe it is essential to create a better and larger space for advancing HCC's ministry. Thank God, in ways beyond our imagination, just over two months ago, he granted us what we have long desired to acquire, the mattress for headquarter building and 10 acres of land. Now with the vision in place, and the land secure, the next step is for us to be unified in the spirit of offering. We believe that God sees our willingness to give, and He will personally bring His plan to its fruition. Dear brothers and sisters, today's chapter 29, verse 15, David says, We are sojourners in this world, and our lives are short and fleeting like shadows. The wealth and possessions on earth today cannot be taken with us on the day we depart. All of those worldly possessions lack eternal value and cannot be presented before the Lord when we see Him. The only thing we can bring before God is the saved soul. Building an offering to a church is an investment in heaven. It leads unbelievers to repent and return, return to the Lord through the church body. In the future, because of your participation and offering today, your name will be remembered by God at the seat of the Lord. May God give today's message. Encourage us to follow God and David's example of loving God wholeheartedly, having sincere gratitude and serving zealously. Let us come together in unity to build the Houston Chinese Church into a beauty, beautiful body of Christ. For our future generation and leading more souls to salvation. We believe that our service and offering will surely align with God's will and be pleasing to Him, and we will also be remembered and blessed by God before His glory. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the redemption from the cross of Jesus Christ. By faith, our sins are forgiven, and we become your children. What amazing grace and blessing we receive. Through the redemption of Jesus Christ, we are not only saved from the punishment of sin, but also you have a better place for us at the moment we have in you. Your Holy Spirit reigns within us, illuminating us, curing Christ, us, and guiding our hearts. 
You also pray each one of us your word of God as a lamp to our feet and light for our path, guiding us on the right way. You prepare a church that is a space of love for us so that we can practice heavenly virtue, experience your presence, and become visible witnesses of Christ, helping us to be holy and prepared to inherit the glorious inheritance you have promised for us. This morning, we thank you for teaching us, inspiring us, the lesson through the heart of attitude of King David as he prepared to build the temple. May we encourage one another and be willing to follow his steps and example. Come together to build a more beautiful body of Christ, serve the people of the generation, and leave lost souls back to Christ. Today, I pray to you and please help us to contribute financially and with our ability. Working together to complete the church building financial campaign through this future new church space. We have better facility to grow and develop more gospel ministry. May our church, under your blessing and guidance, become a blessing to the community and the city. May your name be lifted high and glorified. In the name 